Welcome to Book Pile Banter. This is Amberly with Sarah and Kim. Today we are going to discuss The Last Graduate, which is the second book in the Scholomance series by Nomi Novik. Uh, if you want to hear more about the author, you can go to The Deadly Education, where I describe the author. But the plot for this book is Elle is now a senior, which means her entire focus should be on making it through the graduation hall at the end of the year. But as the Scholomance keeps sending her one challenge after another, Elle begins to realize that she wants to be more than the potential Malficer that everyone sees her as. And she makes a decision that puts everyone in the school at risk. So, Kim, what did you think of this book? I liked it. I didn't like it as much as the first one. It was definitely a middle book. Getting you from one <laughs> spot to another. Um, but yeah, I liked it. Okay. Sarah. I liked it as well. Um, I guess probably like Kim, I think I like the first one a little bit more. But honestly, I like both of them a lot. And I don't, like, you know, there isn't a big difference for me. Um, I do think the first one is more memorable though than the second one so i this was me rereading this one um it does not hold up for me the reread test it sent me into a reading slump uh i remember liking it the first time i read it and like obviously i got to the end and i'm like i cannot wait to read the next one but like rereading it it doesn't offer like any extra information in fact i found myself every time i was picking it up like knowing where it was going to go like i was dreading having to commit time to reading them run through that hall over and over and over again um so it like it sent me into a reading slump i could not find anything i wanted to read I had a really hard time reading it. We actually delayed by a week because part of it was I was exhausted and another part of it was I, I couldn't finish it. Um, it's a good book. Like reading it the first time, obviously I enjoyed it, but man, it did not, it did not pass the reread test for me, which I think it was a reread for you too, Sarah, right? Yeah. And it's funny too, because when I was thinking about rereading it, I was like, oh, this is one where they have to do all those gym runs and stuff and I was like I don't think I'm looking forward to that but then once I started reading it I was just I was into it again like in oh, it good. to win so it, it you passed, know. so it passed your reread test it did yeah. not pass mine and I kept thinking of things that were going to be coming up and being like oh I can't wait to get to this part and then I would read and get to that part and yeah that was me yeah. <laughs> I I think the other thing that I really struggled with with re was particularly with the rereading it is the characters aren't as strong in the second book. Um, you know, usually you get the chance to what is going on, Sarah? I'm sorry, a, a fly flew past me and I lost track of it. And I, uh, um, yeah, that I was I was just trying to find it again. Okay. Sorry. You had like a meerkat on alert thing. I was I was trying to figure out if you thought something was threatening you or something. Well, I don't really want a fly hanging out in my room, but it has escaped my attention now. So I guess it'll just 
stay in here until it dies. Oh, that's probably true. You're probably the only warm thing in the entire space. (laughs) Yes. Um, But yeah, so I really struggled to find any characters other than kind of L, like massively interesting uh rereading it through there was no like oh i can't wait to watch this character do that they were all just kind of like placeholders for people uh for me so i didn't enjoy that what about for you guys what did you guys think of the secondary characters i i they didn't really come up and they were so well developed in the first one um and then, you know, everyone just kind of had their spot. Like you said, a placeholder. They had their spot and their thing that they were supposed to do. And um, it, it it didn't really, the characters didn't really feel fleshed out in this one. Um, so, yeah, I was a little disappointed with the characters. Yeah, I, I don't know. Because I, I feel like they were fleshed out in the first book. And this is just a continuation of that they just don't appear as much. Um, I feel like we get maybe a little bit more of Chloe because I don't think we got a ton with her in the previous book. Um, But there was definitely less focus on the secondary characters, which I don't really mind that much because they're, when they appear, they're fine. It's not like they're being annoying or anything like that. And my favorite character is Elle. Like, she's the only one that I'm really invested in. So, um. Well, I suffer from ser- second character syndrome. So, like, if the second character. I usually do, too. But <laughs> in this particular series, Elle is so well done that I don't really see a need to latch on to someone else. Um, see, it's it's really interesting because you're like, Elle is really well done. I actually got about midway through the book and I was so annoyed with Elle. And that's mostly because I had an aha moment where, for once, the thing I love the most frustrated me, which is I realized we had an unreliable narrator. And the only person who is actually truly telling us that Elle is this big bad thing and she's going to be a villain and stuff is Elle. But her action tells us that she is a hero. And so I was like, oh, why are we spending so much time trying to convince us that L is the problem when everything L does is but okay so it's not that it's saying that L is the problem it's saying that there is a prophecy that people are interpreting as L is the problem so I I think we're being told that's the thing L is interpreting the reaction to the prophecy her grandparents didn't want her there and they said that she was the downfall of the enclaves But it could have been that her grandmother saw that, you know, that she couldn't be there if she was going to be the downfall of the enclaves and that it's going to be a good thing. Elle's interpretation of it was it was a bad thing. Even though we're told that the grandmother's... I don't think she has any choice but to see it that way because the grandmother, she was kicked out. They, and, and her mother and her fled. And then her mother makes these decisions um, of of hiding Elle and sticking her in with humans and, and all of these horrible things happen and the humans just don't bloody understand what's going on. Okay, so what I was saying is what it was frustrating is we get to the point where Elle is telling us about her grandmother and that 
all of her grandmother's prophecies are always good things. So it's kind of a weird leap to say, but this one prophecy is the bad thing and therefore I am evil. You should function under the assumption if the good things always happen from her prophecies that maybe she's kicking you out for a good reason. Says a, says a reasonable adult with a fully developed brain. She is not a reasonable <laughs> adult with a fully developed brain. She's a teenager or some such. I know. I don't it's remember just, all it was... the prophecies being good. They were just accurate. And they allowed people to make the decisions to like turn them to their advantage. Didn't necessarily mean that they were. No, they were all like, like, they like, survive, like, everyone survived. She told them what they needed to do in order to, like, manage to get out of the school. Like, from what I understand, it was all positive things. Um, in fact, L emphasized, and that's when I got annoyed, is L emphasized that this was the one bad. This was the only time that her prophecy showed something so why bad is happening. This one time, the time you're pissy about an unreliable narrator, because you love. Love, I love, know love unreliable narrators. I know. I think it just comes down to we are for two books. We're told how much evil L is, and in that in that one instance, I was like, "Oh my god, we're going to spend this entire thing, and L's it, not going to have been evil all along." But it also, it's like, that. why wouldn't she draw that conclusion when, like, her affinity is destructive magic, and like all she can do is yeah. destroy things, and she has to be very carefully raised to not become a sociopathic like killing machine like with with that background why would you assume that oh i'm sure grandmama was just imagining turning out really well and it was just misinterpreted like it, it could have been but i don't know why that would be the conclusion um with all the other evidence yeah, I don't know. It, it It's just this one time it annoyed me. I, I, I reading through it the second time, I caught on to it and I was like, this entire premise is we're going to find out that destruction is a good thing. Like, that, that's going to be the ultimate ending to all of this, is that destruction is a good thing. Her ability no, to I, destroy... I hear what you're saying, but on the same note, I would have to be irritated because I figured out that they... It, in the, like, first chapter of the first book that it was all about them coming together rather than fighting against each other so you know it's it's just a premise it's just a writing style it's it's it shouldn't be a reason to uh i gotta pause this real quick okay so i don't i don't know why it just as i was reading this book it it bothered me that we've been set up on this whole entire premise now for two books, and I suspect in the third book we're going to learn it was all wrong. <laughs> well, I mean, I would hope that the prophecy is not realized, because if we were actually, if the point of the books was actually wondering, is she going to become evil? That's obviously not what it's been pursuing this whole time. So, like... Yeah, but I like I, when villains are the main characters of stories at times. And so, I don't know. I think I think my desire for that outwins my love of an unreliable narrator. And so, I think I'm realizing that having now reread these, that what I perceived at the first time reading them is not going to be the ultimate outcome. 
But yeah, I mean, I feel like if you've been reading it, expecting her to actually go evil, that's kind of counter to what the whole book is about. Not that I expected her to go evil, but like, I just, I don't know. I, I, there's something going on with it, but that it bothers me a little bit. I don't know how to I explain think, it. I, I think you're having a mood read. Oh, I totally am. Yeah. Like, so I, I think that it has more to do with um, falling into a reading slump, probably just because you've been reading so much um, that you just, your brain finally got to a point that said, yeah, we're going to take a break from this. And, but you were forcing yourself through it. So it, it affected your view of the book and, and you should, as you read books multiple times, you should have new feelings. You should come at it from a different perspective because you are not the same person you were the red time first time you read it so it's i mean unless you're like reading it like a week after you read it the first time yeah it'd be kind of yeah. weird if you went through <laughs> but but the experience of reading it can then affect the next time you read it even yeah, if it yeah. Is just a week later so you know it's it's um i i i hear what you're saying you want her to you want her to be kind of evil um i don't think that is the premise that Kate from the beginning came through on this book I think she it always well, came across as she was she has a tendency what do they call it in the book um affinity, a, like she has proclivity, affinity. yeah yeah um to well evil but that 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 affinity from what I understand is is in direct contrast to her mother and yeah I actually kind of like that premise that her mother is so good that it that it is the magic world is forcing her into um this evilness but her mother is doing everything that she can to to offset that um and so you know you're gonna get these awful spells and you're gonna you're gonna have these out you know massive abilities that are you know they almost strike me as a yin and a yang the the mom and the the daughter yeah, and I think I think another issue with it is I hadn't looked into what a scholomance is before I read it the first time and reading it the second time, obviously, because I did research to do their thing and to find out that it is like a thing that people like perceive. And I don't know, I think it just it changed my awareness of the story and it it I don't know, it, it just it's leaving me feeling a little little disappointed in this one, uh rereading it. So but what did you guys think of Orion in this one? Can't. I was disappointed in how little he was in it. Mm -hmm. um, I I liked the idea of him almost starving, and I wish it would have it would have been addressed more. I, mm -hmm. I think I the the writer the writer's being very faithful to the fact that this is from the main character's perspective and um for me that's disappointing because i actually really orion's the character i like um so you know i i want more from him and it's just it it's not going to happen and yeah, that's that's my disappointment. I love I, I like Orion. I like the idea of this this kind of this addiction to the power and starving from it or you know, having withdrawals. What do you think, Sarah? 
Yeah, no, I, I like Orion too. And I, I, I felt bad for him in this. I think the first time I read it, I was like, I was really worried about him. So it's like, you know, what's going to happen? Um, even though, I mean, going into it, it's like, you kind of know that one or both of them are going to stay in the school or whatever. But um, even so, I was, uh, I, I, I enjoyed seeing that side of him where he's like suddenly starving um, as opposed to the three or four years before when he was just always powerful, could run around, do whatever he wanted. So I felt bad for him. Um, and yeah, I do wish he had shown up more. This was a very L-centric book because yeah, you don't even really get much with the side characters. You don't get much with Orion. It's just L. Well, and the school romance, I guess. She interacts with the school more than um, yeah. she did. Yeah. I did like the school romance becoming more, because you, you kind of knew it was an actual character in the first book, mm -hmm. but it's not really like active in the first book. And I, I really like the fact that the school became an active participant in its future and it was sacrificing itself. It yeah. recognized it was bad. Yeah, I love like semi-sentient inanimate things, yeah. you know? I like the fact that this was clearly inevitable and that it was Orion and Elle ending up in the same place at the same time. And it kind of yeah. makes you think that as this school was going through years, there might've been the right person, but the, then the, the duo that needed to be there wasn't there that time. And then another person came and, but that duo wasn't there. And then Elle and Orion managed to, to be the ones that got there at the, at the right time. And, and now they're going to take out the school and the school's joyful about it. I, I yeah. It's pretty funny. Yeah. I like that in the scenes where it was like forcing the seniors to fucking <laughs> cooperate and stuff by just, refusing to give them food and water and yeah. all that. <laughs> you're not going to run the thing okay yeah i'm going to starve you very much a tough love school yeah <laughs> yeah it, it, yeah especially with all the stuff that it put l through in the beginning like oh here's your schedule it sucks but look at this wonderful free period you get and then the free period is the worst part of it yep uh, gotta protect all these little little uh little freshmen because I've yeah. given them all to you. <laughs> <laughs> but the school truly knows her, knows that she just has this overriding need to protect and yeah, make even sure if she that doesn't realize survive. it. Yeah, yeah. It's got to prod it out of her. So I, I like the concept of the school. I like how it functions. I think that's probably my favorite part of the entire thing is the function of the school and like all of the little caveats as to how it works and stuff and this idea that something can be designed with one intention and it fail atrociously at that uh i am actually kind of disappointed that like it's gone essentially by the end of the book i wish that weren't the case i'm wondering if it means Elle's going to build her own version of it or she's so, yeah. going to jump into the void and go find the school and, and get Orion out. Yeah, because it's school. like, the thing is, she it ends with her about to do the super volcano destruction spell, right? Yeah. But she doesn't do the last syllable or whatever. 
But at the same time earlier in the book, when she was in the gym and she kind of pulls that spell out to stop people from fighting or something like that. Yeah. She talked about how there were like two parts and like there's the first part and then there's the second part where once you start the second part, you can't stop it. So now I'm like, even though she didn't say the last part of the spell before Orion pushed her out, like, did it still go through and explode or is it out there full of malls and potentially Orion? Who even knows um yeah so i hope it's not destroyed i but... know he's he's clearly not dead that's just not gonna happen i mean i don't i would hope he's not and i don't don't i don't want to think that he is um also is it just gonna open and like he pushed her out he could also jump out if he wanted to not that he would but like i don't know yeah I, I think he actually stay behind. That, that she's gonna somehow either using the previous school or her own she's gonna build her own school essentially I, I think that's what it's gonna come down to is she's gonna design the school that was intended all along I think I think it will end there but I think we're gonna end up in because there's clearly something else going on with the enclaves because we had the destruction yeah. of i can't remember which enclave it is bangkok uh, i think bangkok yeah. yeah bangkok yeah yeah and so and yeah. there was she could get that, pushed that, out into like a war zone you don't know what it's yeah. gonna look like yeah yeah, yeah. and and so i think because she's got the golden scrolls they did make a point of saying that those were there and um and that she can make this golden enclave and that's what the name of this next book is the golden enclave mm -hmm. right yeah so yeah i think there's something going on outside that nobody knows about and and it's probably why the scolomance is doing what it's doing yeah forcing them to come together rather than be apart yeah and so but yeah we we won't know for about three weeks two weeks uh, three weeks four weeks -ish, four weeks roughly unless you i know, think for I our reading schedule not next. so much no you can't do that <laughs> what what did she say what to she said maybe i'll skip ahead now. and read it no i was not able to read it i was not <laughs> able to read it when it was in my hands <laughs> okay so was there any like other key elements that you guys wanted to discuss or did we kind of want to start working through our ratings so i'll be honest like my sense of time is completely thrown off what's sarah I liked her little familiar, precious. Oh, I know. Yeah. Okay, so I'm kind of Actually, curious. You about think the familiar, about the familiar, I think it's funny that she, because, you know, they cut the, the, the magician or what, I don't know what they call themselves. Um, working with the familiar is what develops the familiar, and the familiar is obviously an extension of her mother, and what her mother wishes her to do and not do. Yeah. I thought that was hilarious. Uh, so do anyway, you guys think Elsa to end up pregnant? Mm. I mean, it's like, why put that one scene in there if it wasn't going to come out, you know, or lead to something? And then it would yeah. also just be a mirror of her own conception and like mm -hmm. with her parents. Yeah, I kind so, of I don't know. she will be. I feel like, yeah. But then I also I feel like it's too like obvious and they want you to think that. So I don't know. I don't know. Plus, there's always this push in books 
by fans to not do the child thing, to not do the pregnancy. Yeah. And, you know, and so I, I, while I would want that to happen, because I think it, it does reflect the Her previous story. experience. Yeah. Um, I don't know that the author will go there. So we'll have to wait Considering, and happy to draw this in, considering it's almost like a call and response to Harry Potter. Um, and people had such like frustrations over Lupin and Tonks having a child and then that child becoming an orphan again and no indication that Harry actually took the orphan in himself or kind of like there's there's always like people have always felt off about that so I can't help but wonder if this is also a call of response where if you're going to put a pregnancy on the table like actually make it a part of the story um so I'm kind of curious if it will be as kind of a counter response to what should have been done in Harry Potter. I guess we'll yeah. find out. Yeah, eventually. I don't know if you guys have thought about that, but that's that's my thought as well. I mean, I, I had thought about happen. it in relation to Harry I didn't Potter. Know that was a, yeah, I didn't know that was a thing in Harry Potter. You know, that's not how um, adoption and... Um, no works you don't get just to I'm, say hey i'm here i'm gonna take this child well it, he was the godfather process. he was the godfather yeah it has nothing to no do i know it. i know but like but for fans there was an issue behind that entire thing and we this weird, want like, this 17 year old boy to raise a child <laughs> no it's more people were annoyed that once again we ended something with a child who has lost all of its parents um like so people side really child nobody cares about the side children <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so um, I suspect the pregnancy is going to be a thing because I think it's going to be like a response to that particularly given the author's roots yeah my brain is just going to okay so if grandma is super good and mom is super evil or you know dark dark magic rather than evil because dark magic doesn't necessarily equal evil um what does that make the, the grandchild who is the grandchild in this scenario the pre the baby oh if Elle's uh, pregnant so extremely average just <laughs> totally <laughs> what's just the word barely for has it? powers <laughs> yeah i could yeah that would be funny I don't think that's what it's going to be. I think Probably be not. No. Super, super powered because you know L is that's that's my one complaint. L is just like a little overpowered. Yeah, way. Over but I do like that it's like it's overpowered, but it also kind of works as a handicap since she can't do like the basic spells and things, and that yeah. even her yeah. regular spells could easily kill everyone, and she doesn't want that to happen. So again, it's yeah. not like she can just throw it out there. Um, it it works in the story and it works in the construction of the story and so that's 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 fantastic it, it is i i would get to points where just like i'd roll my eyes and say okay fine yes she's super duper um i mean also i'll say at least she started the book in this situation like you know from the start that she is very powerful and has this affinity yeah, she's yeah. not like one of those other fantasy females where it's like I don't have any powers and then like oh I got this power and then suddenly they just like yeah they're every single scenario that they encounter just their power jumps exponentially yeah. um and 
and it was written really well because it's explained as a counterpart to her mother because her mother yeah. is so good and so sacrificing she then had the ability to be the exact opposite of that and and i like i i think it should have played out a little bit more in the world um where others I, they have affinities but it, it, it doesn't necessarily reflect that your affinity is based off of the opposite of what your parent is because what happens if your parents are the opposite of each other then what then you're the normal person does it follow yeah. female lines does it follow male lines you know i would like that to be a bit more drawn out maybe it will be but i don't know yeah and i mean like orion was only powerful because he was conceived like after that one tragedy where the seniors all killed each other or whatever and there were only a couple maleficers that came out of it so it wasn't even like because of his parents but rather because of that event that happened he just happened to be oh i i didn't catch that so oh i don't know if that was in the first it was a she referenced it in the second book but i think it was mentioned more in the first book okay yeah i'm gonna have to read them again um the first one i was really tired when i was reading it so i didn't <laughs> I didn't catch a lot of what was going on in it. Plus we read so fast now compared to what I typically would take time reading. And so I, I kind of, I plow through these books pretty fast. Yeah. So I don't always catch the details as much as I would like. Or to. when you use it to fall asleep too. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good sleep. I actually listened to it again, sleeping. And I, uh, I woke up in the morning and, yeah, I had listened to the entire thing. Slept <laughs> it's, a, it's a good sleeping read. Okay, you guys ready to do your ratings? Yep. Okay. All right, so Sarah. Oh, that's right. We have the different rating system. Yeah. What is, from one to five, your rating on theme or plot? Are you going to pull up the screen? Oh, yeah, I can do that. Let me do that. Okay, there we go. You can see it? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, theme or plot, I think I... I'm still going to give it a five. Okay. Characters? I mean, I still really like Elle, but I guess since the secondary characters weren't really, they didn't have as much showtime and Orion wasn't really in it as much, I'll give it a four. Not a five? Okay, I feel bad giving the first book. I mean, I really like the first yeah. book a lot, but it just looks extremely Conceded. biased. So I'm trying, not conceited. <laughs> biased i'm trying to level it out even though i do really like these books oh yeah no, especially don't just level Harrison. it out actually rate it the way you feel about it that's that, i'm just giving you i shit. would like to give all categories of 50 out of five please <laughs> just uh, satisfying ending um well i had emotions about the ending were they satisfying I mean, I think with the whole book, it all fits together. So I am going to give it a five, even though 
in other books, that kind of an ending would piss me off normally. Um, okay. Then good mechanics. Good mechanics. Um, I'm also going to give that a four. Okay. And, and unpredictability. Predictable. I like how you pronounce that. I can't even repeat it. Uh, I'm also going to give this a four. A four? Okay. Um, because while I figured one or both of them was staying behind, I was still like, I wasn't sure. Um, and, okay. Yeah. All right. So that gives that a total of 22 out of 25 possible points. And that puts the series so far for you at a 47 out of 50 for that. All right. And then I'm going to just really quickly plug this in here. Okay. Kim, what were your feelings on theme or plot? I liked it. The theme and the plot, to me, it was the exact same as the first book. And I gave it a four on the first book. So I gave it a four on this one. Okay. Characters. I took characters down to a three because it went down to one character. Um, I did like the schoolmance as a character, but um, yeah, there, there, I felt there should have been more build on the other characters. Anyway. Okay. And then satisfying ending. I gave it a four. Okay. Good mechanics. I gave it a three. Okay. And unpredictable. Gave it a three. Three. Okay. So yeah. in comparison, a deadly education, you had given 21 points, but yeah. this middle book got brought down to 17 points out of 25 points. And your total for this series is 38. Uh, did you want to add any clarifiers to any of that or just keep the numbers as is? Feel like you've explained it well enough. So to, to clarify, I really like the book. I really, really do. But breaking it down into these things, I think overall it comes together really, really well. Um, it is a middle book. To me, it's just like the two towers. You know, it's, it's there to get you from one portion of the story to another portion of the story. Um, it does that very, very well, but that doesn't make the two towers any more fun of a read. It doesn't make this any more fun of a read. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's more of the breakdowns of all of these things that, that gets the points so low on it for me. Okay. So do you think the ending is going to bring it back up? I think right now, since the ending is to me unpredictable, mm -hmm. You know, I was able to easily predict the first book and easily predict the second book, but I'm not really sure where the third book's going. Um, okay. I don't know if we're, it's a story going into getting Orion out of the void or if it's actually about the um, enclaves okay. or a combination thereof. So since I don't know, I think it'll be better. Okay, cool. All right. So then for myself, so theme or plot. Hmm. I'm trying to think here. I'm going to say a four. And the reason why I say that is I think like in terms of a middle book, the plot like 
reading it through the first time around was solid, right? You, you weren't sure where you were going with it, why we were building to it other than obviously graduation, but it doesn't, you don't instantly start at the beginning of the book and be like, oh, well, obviously she's going to bring everyone together. Um, obviously the second time around, yes, Kim, you obviously knew she was going to bring everyone together. I mean, did you know she was going to graduate the entire school all at once? I figured that out pretty early on in this book. Yeah. Okay. Not in the first book, but in this book. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so in like the second read, it like, I solidly could trust what was going to happen based on what I read. The theme and plot didn't change. It was okay, but it was a four uh characters i kind of give this one a three i wanted a little bit more of l expanding with the other characters it was kind of weird that orion kind of just got sidelined after spending so much of the other book i mean we start the first book with he is the antagonist to her protagonist kind of situation in terms of expectations and we get to this book and it's kind of like, oh yeah, I kind of have feelings for him. But instead of like interacting with him, we're just going to keep commenting that he's running around doing something and I don't know what, uh, which just kind of felt a little lazy. Uh, so that, that brought characters down for me. However, I will give this ending a five. I, I think that was a satisfying ending in the whole, oh shit, now I need to read the next one and then forcing myself to have to patiently wait, wait for it um and i think that big last battle is a strong big last battle in terms of looking at other books in battles and kind of the ebb and flow of it i, I think it did a pretty good job mechanics i'm gonna say 3.5 she's a good writer um but some of these other things aren't as strong that it, it kind of makes the mechanics a little 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 just a little above average for me and then unpredictable i'm gonna give it a four i don't know why i just am that's the spirit and instinct instinct <laughs> and i and i rated this actually higher than i thought i was i thought i was going to be rating this much lower than this i know i was, I was like it. prepared for a bloodbath i was like here we go yeah. it's just gonna go one straight down <laughs> no no i mean it gave me a reading slump, but it like that's because the second time around it just felt average. It didn't feel average the first time I read it, and I did take that into account with me reading this is what I felt the first time as well as what I felt the second time, because um, it kind of gave it an unfair disadvantage for me rereading it and not loving it. So that means let's see here. I put Sarah's. I need to put mine. Which, oh, I keep forgetting what mine was. 19.5. Oh, 19.5. So that's 19.5 versus my original one, which was, was 23, a total for 42.5 for this series so far, um, which we seem to all consistently, this book was a little bit lower than the ones before it. However, if I do some math here, auto sum these. It does have a 58.5, which means it is now in second place as books. Oh, come on, things. Let me do the things I want to do. Yeah, so right now, A Deadly Education is in first place with 69 total points from all of us. Nice. The Last Graduate <laughs> is in second place with 58.5 points from all of us. 
Then it is Gideon the Ninth with 53.25 points. Those, those decibels do matter, it turns out. And the Poppy Wars is in last place right now with 53 points. However, I think I think we're going to find that this maybe maybe that final book is going to be an upset on these numbers. I can't help but wonder with these trilogies is if we're going to get into our final books once we get through the last of the or the other two second books and if it like completely changes how we perceive the yeah. individual books. Um, well, Nona the Ninth isn't even the last book, so that one we don't know if it's even going to have that much of a changing impact. Now. You never know, Sarah. You haven't even started Harold. Positive outlooks. Thank God. Another you week. Love a whole Harold. week's reprieve. I just you think am- that it's unlikely. You never know. You gotta, you gotta be open-minded. Positive I tried to be open-minded for Gideon. You did not. You did I not. I did. I fucking did. I was like, I can't, <laughs> I can't come at this with an attitude. I have to try. But I didn't like how it opened. I was like, this is stupid. And I was like, no, just give it a chance. Just give it a chance, Sarah. You never know. And then I was like, okay, okay, Gideon's growing on me. This is, this might be okay. And then, and then the ending, like, what the fuck? So, you know, no thanks. Oh my God. That whole final battle was so stupid. Not that we're talking about that book, so I won't go into a further <laughs> but, rant. But I do have a comment on this, and that is someone today, I saw a TikTok video, and they were like, man, you guys all described Gideon the Ninth as this, and they're like, but none of you told me that it was like a retelling of Then There Were None, because I would have picked that up instantly. <laughs> Did I not say that it Agatha was Christie, a yeah. rewriting Agatha, Agatha Christie and Scooby-Doo and where's the, the I one? know yeah. you're not the only person as soon as I saw, saw that video I was like oh there's Kim's validation Kim's validation yep. then there were none someone else saw it it's not just her <laughs> I love that the inter- internet provides me validation about a week after everything I say in a book it's, it's uh, this it's is about funny. two three weeks but still whatever whatever you're validated and somebody else picked up the Agatha Christie vibes yep (laughs) only she was very excited for it and um yeah I was you were annoyed but we didn't sell it to you or I didn't sell it to you as an Agatha Christie retelling that might have changed your perception if you went into it knowing it was going to be an Agatha Christie I probably would have because I don't I don't hate um Agatha Christie that I I think she's a good writer um if you want a mystery yeah um, but yeah i i was like yeah we won't go into it it's a different book different talking sarah it's, okay. it's all the series what sarah my nose is cold oh, oh you look like you're like i can't say anything they're gonna you know get mad yeah, at me i'm gonna shut up no i'm, I'm like bad about i'm cupping my hands over my me. nose to keep the warmth in <laughs> it's really funny because the way you're holding your hands it makes you look like you have tiny hands like the little toy hands because <laughs> <laughs> your sleeves go up to your knuckles yeah all pretty right funny. uh so any final thoughts i know i was i was pretty quiet this episode <laughs> pretty absent this episode yeah of course sarah and i to actually talk it was hard <laughs> We're like, what do we do if the person who props us is not here? Do we just keep talking? <laughs> exactly. What do we talk about? Yeah. How do we yep. get from one subject to another? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. It's it's been a rough week for me. 
but maybe maybe by the next time we record i may have good news maybe maybe, maybe. all and right maybe i'll be rested to the podcast or just good news it's like random i will explain the good news later because i don't want to jinx myself on the good news yeah no not if the universe is listening yeah so we know how you know, feel about the universe <laughs> i know how the universe feels about me <laughs> you know what the universe loves me because i got a view of diamond head where i'm sitting right now so okay man i give <laughs> you guys a chance to talk just the two of you and you run with it <laughs> our intro and outro music is by grant newman and is called the battle of the nile from epidemic sound don't forget to like rate and subscribe to book pile banter on spotify amazon music itunes or whichever platform you listen to your podcasts We'd love to hear from you on any of our social media platforms, such as Instagram or TikTok. You can find us at book underscore pile underscore banter. You can also support us on bookshop.org. Our link is available via our social media. You can email us at bookpilebanter at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you.